Welcome to Bougie Booze, a podcast hosted by a brother and sister from another mister. I'm Cam. I'm David. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, culture culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. How are you doing today, boo? I'm good. You know, not as a hot mess as usual, but it is hot outside. So I'm, it is hot. Know. I am hot physically in terms of like, in terms of the, how I feel from the weather. Um, but, you know, other than that, I just recently, like we, you congratulated me last week on my service awards. So I did go to the service awards. Yay. So I thought I'd update our boo-boos on that. <laughs> I just want to add, while you were celebrating at the service awards, I was in jury duty. Womp womp. Oh, well, did you get dismissed? <laughs> Sure did. Woo! Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I just had to like sidetrack on that since you were talking about jury duty. I had my jury duty last month and they, I got the call, you know, I made the call the Sunday night and they said, okay, you're on hold. Call back Monday night, find out what you have to do Tuesday. And that takes basically happened to me all week until Thursday. And they're like, you're dismissed. So I never had to go in. Thank goodness. Okay. So that's funny. So Sunday night, they told me I was on hold for Monday on standby, uh-huh. check back Monday. When I checked back on Monday, I had to report on Tuesday. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I went in on Tuesday, I did a questionnaire and then they told me to come back the following Tuesday. I went back the following Tuesday and then the judge says, oh, we picked our jury. You can go home. <laughs> This could have not yeah. been like a text, a phone call, or email, sir. Yeah, as thank high, you for letting as me know. As gas is. <laughs> okay, sorry about that little tangent. <laughs> well, those people who are civil servants and do, do their little due diligence of jury duty, they know how we're feeling about this, right? It's our but, civic duty. Yes, our civic duty. <laughs> I have heard talk to people though who actually enjoy the whole process, and it's not that I don't like it, uh, but it's just. Uh, it's a lot of time to sit around. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, it was enjoyable when I went only because I saw a former high school teacher who's now a state assemblyman. So oh. we kind of caught up a little bit. And so he was nice. And he's like, oh, so nice catching up. And, you know, thank you for your service and everything like that. So <laughs> that well, you are nice. in a room with interesting characters, because sometimes I do look around. I'm like, some of these people are here to basically judge whether other people are incarcerated or live or I'm scared (laughs) (laughs) anyway a book by its cover (laughs) I know I try not to these days I used to when I was a lot younger I'm immediately judging (laughs) but uh going back to the service awards uh to remind those who weren't listening last time I did get my 20-year service award at my job and there was a nice ceremony for everyone and there were people who got their 30 and 35 years which is always very commendable. You know, it's nice mm-hmm. that you can stick at a job place for that long. And I was telling people in my life, my personal life, about how long I've been here because they didn't know. And they're like, wow, that's impressive to be with one company these days, <laughs> especially these days. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I got a plaque and a pin. But, you know, the pin is really nice. But my problem is you couldn't spring for like a magnetic pin. I've got to pin this one through my clothes. So that's not happening. When you said pin, see, I thought you meant like a writing tool. Oh, yeah, so pin, a lapel I, pin. Yeah. E. <laughs> oh, not even a magnet lapel pin? Yeah, so a lapel pin. 
And so, like these days, I like the magnet ones because I don't like to stick the pin through my clothing. No. Yeah. So come on, you couldn't pay the extra three dollars for the magnet or whatever it was. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm um, looking at them sideways. But I must say, the plaque I got, I received is quite nice. So I, I do appreciate that. But uh, my gripe, though, because you know I've been here twenty years, so I've seen people come and go, and they get uh, with their service award. Initially, when I started, they got money. Mm -hmm. So if you were doing your 20 year, get your 20 years, you got $200, 30 would get you 300 and et cetera. And then, as you know, Boo, they switched from money to Visa gift cards. I do remember the Visa gift cards. But I'll still take a Visa gift card because you I can will. spend that. You can go shopping, you can go to Amazon, whatever. Or people have even sold their gift cards for cash. I've seen yeah, that too. You can do that. And then... But now, well, then after that, after that point, they went to bookstore money. I don't know who's going to buy your bookstore money, but <laughs> you know, um, at least I guess, well, the money goes back into campus. So. Yeah, it's that whole keep it on campus initiative. But you remember that logo yeah. that was everywhere. <laughs> but initially, you could only spend it at the bookstore, not anywhere else on campus. But then they expanded it. So when you got these... Um, our mascot is a coyote. So when you got your coyote dollars, you could use it anywhere that, you know, at the bookstore, food vendors on campus, mm -hmm. so forth. Uh, so that's nice because then I knew my money was going to go to on campus Starbucks. For those of you who, know, who are listening, you know, I go to the Starbucks often on campus. But I found out we're not getting any coyote bucks this year. <laughs> well, what are you getting, Boo? Let the boo boos know. Well, that's just the plaque and the pin. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it was replaced with something. No, there's no no mention of anything other than the plaque and the pin. Not even a parking spot. Nothing. Okay, you know what? That's wrong. Like I know we have the flood, and they, they have damages to pay for. But come on. But they've already set the precedence, though. I know. Like that's... people are expecting some type of monetary gift. And that's the thing that uh, like I'm a little salty about is I, I've seen over the years waiting for my 20 years that people got all this stuff. Of course, on my years when they change things. <laughs> oh, I am so sorry. I was it waiting for the big like, but we got this instead. <laughs> yeah, that, that ain't happening. <laughs> I was like, okay, so they're, now that they're not doing campus dollars, are they giving you like unlimited lunches at the commons or something? <laughs> no, they didn't offer anything other than our plaque. Well, so that's the thing. I got a plaque because of I got my 20 years and the tw the people above me at 25, 30, 35, they got one of those trophies made out of glass. Oh, okay. And then the people below me from 15 below, they only got the pin, but not the magnetic pin because there's no magnets, just the pin <laughs> pin, the lapel pin. So I can recall. So oh, and a certificate. <laughs> wow. So I remember for my five years my parents came they actually paid the whatever how much it was uh -huh. for guests and they came and people were like oh that's so cute your parents are sitting with you for your five years i'm like okay yeah thank you mom and dad then 10 years i think it was just the certificate for 10 years 15 years no i haven't actually you know what i haven't got my 15 years yet what was the 10 year i think it was just a certificate well, I, I heard people were saying how they got like a lunch bag <laughs> Oh, that thing's probably in the trash. 
if I got one. I don't remember. I don't recall. Yeah, like uh, people in previous ceremonies uh, within the last few years prior to the pandemic, at the 5 and 10, 15, they got like, you know, a cooler or a lunch bag or something. Or yeah. Some odd campus item. Well, I do have a plaque in my office and it's for the distinguished presidential outstanding employee or something like that. That's what I earned one year. So I have one plaque so far, but I do have the five, 10, five and 10 year certificates that I should put up. I don't put up stuff in my office. Yeah. I'm the same. I don't know what to do with my plaque. Yeah. So we'll display but, it. Let everybody see it. So they so can let congratulate me, Let them know how old I am and ancient. No, that's that like, man, you look good. No, that's true too. <laughs> that I'm rooted into this campus. But you're, uh, you're rooted into your pension. Correction. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, silver lining, I suppose, is afterwards I went to my Starbucks on campus mm -hmm. and the, you know, the, a lot of the students are, they're not all students. Like so actual, there was actual Starbucks workers who are not students there. And they know who I am because I'm there quite often. But and so they had asked me how I was doing. I said I was fine. They said I looked nice because I was dressed up for the event. So thank you. Got my 20 year service award. And then the nice barista girl who I talked to quite often said, Well, this is on us. So they gave me a free drink. So no coyote dollars, but at least I got the free drink. <laughs> the Starbucks staff showed up for you. They did. They did. But the thank campus you. did not. Oh. <laughs> well, I guess so. Feeling kind of burned by that, I had to go console myself. So, guess what I had, Boo? What'd you have? I had some Caribbean food. Oh. So I went to a place in San Gabriel. You no, know I love me some good Caribbean food. Yeah, I know you do. You've already <laughs> talked about it before. <laughs> but uh, I had I went to a place in San Gabriel, uh, and it's a food hall. It's Blossom Market Hall, and there's other vendors in there. But there's a place called Caribbean Gourmet. Mm -hmm. and you know there's stand that's in there but uh of course just looking at them they're like there's a lot of different retailers so it's not like this impressive restaurant but you know they're really friendly service there nice people they'll explain the menu to you if you need the explaining um but i decided to try their oxtail mm -hmm. soup <laughs> and uh, yeah i don't, because you talked about oxtail and i talked about how much i love oxtail too yeah it's like I was salivating, waiting to try this oxtail. I had seen on social media what the oxtail of this place looks like. I was like, mm -hmm. let's see if it lives up to the hype. So visually, when I got it, it did. And it was very impressive. And they gave like four, no, four or five large chunks of oxtail. That's like unheard of. Yeah, it's generous. <laughs> they were quite generous with their portion. Because usually you'll get like one, maybe two meaty ones. And yeah. then like two like strawny ones. But if you got like four meaty ones, yeah. Like you hit the lottery. That's the thing. I got, I think I got three medium meaty ones and they were quite meaty. Mm -hmm. Underneath, I was like, oh, these are good. Underneath, I dug up a giant meaty one, a huge what? one. So they were, they were celebrating like, your service award with you. They, they, they knew. They're like, <laughs> brother got wrong. So we need to give him some. So, <laughs> but if you look on Yelp, uh, a Caribbean gourmet in San Gabriel, they have five stars still. You know, of course, they're a newer business, but they have over 130 reviews or something. That's really good to maintain five stars. Yeah. And you'll see the comments. 
food tastes great, portions are great. You know, the oxtail soup plate was $21, but it was worth it. I was going to um, say that's cheap for all of that good oxtail meat. Yeah, oxtail is expensive if you just yeah. buy oxtail. But then the, it also came with a sauteed cabbage slaw, which was really tasty. Was and it then, crunchy? Uh, there was some crunchiness, but it was soft enough where it just kind of, it was buttery and soft. Mm. Uh, and then they came with like a dirty rice. It was like some beans and rice. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what the oxtail was sitting on top of. It was really flavorful, delicious. Uh, and then plantains, it's, they gave you three fried plantains and they were tasty as well. So you can't go wrong with trying this oxtail stew. And a friend of mine I was with, um, he had the vegan curry and rice plus the roti. Mm -hmm. uh, flat was just flatbread basically for those of you who are not familiar. But he enjoyed it thoroughly and said it was quite delicious. So I'm going, I'm going to go back and try some different things. Well, when you go back, who are you taking, Boo? I'm taking you, Boo, so you can try the oxtail. <laughs> but maybe I'll try oh, the jerk chicken you. or the or the, the their curry. And they curry, do have pastries too. Did you see curry goat? No, there's no goat. They don't got no goat there. Um, I know. I would try that if they had that. Oh, I would. I love me some curry goat. But um, they had some pastries, but I was I was I didn't try any this time. But I think I will next time. But they had a cheese roll, pineapple tart, um, a currant roll, and the I've seen the currant roll being made on social media. I'm like, I need to go try that. And then the cassava pone, which is basically like a, a a rich dense pudding made out of cassava. People might know it as yuca. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, so you can try desserts there as well. But you know, I would recommend trying. Caribbean gourmet, at least for the oxtail, because it's so bomb. Yeah, well, that is definitely on my list to try because you know I will pay for food, will travel for food, and I will <laughs> definitely travel for oxtail. <laughs> well, it sounds like that would be a perfect place to grab some takeout and to go home and watch season two of Abbott Elementary. Yay. So are you excited that Abbott is back, Boo? I'm very excited. Like, uh, I got excited from Comic-Con because they had an Abbott Elementary experience, so which mm -hmm. I talked about in one of our podcasts. But it got me really hyped for the new season. And now that it's here, the first episode is quite entertaining. Well, some of the key takeaways for me from the first episode. So Janine finally left Tyreek. I know. She <laughs> needed to. She finally, girl. Well, and I feel like that's setting the tone for a lot of people going into cuffing season. It's like, get rid of whoever was with you in summertime and just get you a new somebody to cuff. <laughs> so thank you, Janine, for um, throwing that out there for us. I picked up on that nugget, girl. And then also, okay, did your mouth drop, boo, when Janine said her and Tyreek split the rent 80-20? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Well, but it, it wasn't too surprising given how he is. <laughs> I said, uh, wait, what? And I said, okay, now, and this is just my personal opinion, but first, firstly, I don't see myself shacking up with anyone, right? But secondly, the rent will be split 50-50 if I found myself living with a significant other that is not my spouse. Yeah, you ain't, to, you ain't trying to be no sugar mama. No, I'm not Beyonce. Beyonce <laughs> singing her song, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so when she said that I was like oh my god Janine girl no no well there was an undercurrent of sadness through the whole episode because she was struggling financially mm -hmm. and 
everyone could see that there was something weighing on her mind, but luckily her friends slash colleagues pulled through yeah. for her. Well, especially Jacob. But, you know, it's just kind of sad that you kind of felt the weight of that pressure she was feeling because a lot of us have been in that situation where we're in uh, dire straits and we don't know how to, we're too proud to ask for help yeah. or we don't know how to ask for help. So, and she was trying to deal with it on her own. She kept saying, I got this, I got this. And it's like, no girl, you don't. You don't, you don't have it. <laughs> well, and thankfully Jacob did see, you know, that correspondence with her landlord. Cause if mm -hmm. Jacob didn't see that, then, yeah. you know, it wouldn't have came out that she was having some financial difficulties. So, and then also when her car got the boot on it and then she tried to steal her car, <laughs> I was like, no girl. But I also did like um, in the first episode that I saw more inclusivity with students. So for example, that student who used ASL to communicate mm -hmm. and then that student that needed a special desk accommodation. Uh -huh. I mean, that's what schools look like, yeah, that's you realistic. know? Yeah. So, and that's also letting um, students or if a student is watching Abbott Elementary, it's letting them see like it's normal, you know, like mm -hmm. my school looks like this and I see that on TV. Well, the sad thing is it also highlights how there's a lack of resources, but as well, how resourceful teachers are. They're know? superheroes. Mm -hmm. Super they, they work with nothing, and we kind of have that here. <laughs> Thank you, educators. We see you. Yeah. We honor you. We, we understand your name. you. <laughs> and then also, too, um, so I foresee Janine and Gregory exploring a relationship this season, just because both seem interested in who each other well, were dating they're setting that up quite a bit so we'll yeah. see if they put a left turn to it somewhere i hope they don't i want them to just pursue a relationship it's like they are both educators you know something is there you know they give those little looks to each other and drop those little hints so it's not going to happen right away it might yeah. be like a jim and pam thing in the office Maybe. Well, yeah, the writers aren't going to. They're not going to be like, okay, you know, episode two, Janine and Gregory are going to get married. But I, I would love to see that. So I'm here for Black love. And I'm here for Black educator love. <laughs> <laughs> and Gregory can help Janine pay her bills. <laughs> He's getting a check every month. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, I'm excited for Abbott. So well, I will say as a preview for episode two, because I watched them, um, my boo hasn't watched it yet. No. But, you I'm know, Ava, <laughs> Principal Ava actually showed a little heart in this episode. Wait, don't don't spoil it for our boo. Are you going to spoil it for our boo? No, no, I'm not going to say what she did. Oh, I'm okay. just going to say she showed a little heart in this episode. <laughs> Is she, she, she's having a, a change of heart, you think? No, not necessarily. But, you know, at the, I think the longer she's around these people, the more she's going to care about her job. You know, mm -hmm. I think it's going to seep in and there's, I think they're throwing hints of that right now in the beginning, Okay. Uh, but she is still all about herself. Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> you know, the thing is, I can relate to in the second episode, I'm not giving anything away, but they had grant money. And so Ava decided, because they all couldn't dis decide what to do with this money. Uh -huh. So she decided to make it like Shark Tank, where people had to come propose to her in a little <laughs> panel, including... Um, uh, Mr. Johnson uh, and a student, uh, what what they were going to do with the money, mm. and so then Ava would always just deny them. <laughs> well, you had to give her a good reason, but you know, of course, her reason for accepting or denying were not always feasible for you know 
or sense of the made sense uh, for you know because it's Ava. Yeah, I was gonna say you know behind closed doors that's how really grants are given. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, thing, that's why I relate to that because I remember I went with my boss once to mm-hmm. um, to pitch for money here on campus, mm-hmm. and it was to benefit our students. But essentially, they didn't like our idea because they weren't getting anything shiny and new out of it. Of and so they were like, no. And then after they said no to our faces, they didn't even say you're dismissed. We're just, they were staring at us like, okay, you can leave. But we didn't have, we had to get the hint. So me and my boss are taking off. And she's like, did you get the sense that we were supposed to leave? I'm like, well, after they didn't say anything for like 30 seconds, sure. <laughs> like if they would have wanted us to stay, they would have said, please take a seat. <laughs> it was just awkward. Yeah. See, and I mean, that's unfortunate too about the educational setting, you know, that you have to kind of demand and fight for funding for a good reason, you know? So, but okay. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Well, I know that you'll be doing some educating pretty soon, Boo. Yes, I'm going to be in my element. I'm going to be doing some workshops here at my university, our, mm-hmm. our university. <laughs> and um, Well, it's yours because you've been here 20 years. <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> you get, you're getting up there. <laughs> well, you know, there's a colleague of ours, I won't say who, but she cracks me up because she's been here 25 plus, mm-hmm. right? And she said to me once, if somebody hasn't been here at least 15, they are not worth my attention. I don't need to be talking to them. And I was like, I feel you now, girl. So, because I know I, true. Yeah, like we hit her benchmark, so we're good. <laughs> not only that, but it takes a while to establish a rapport with people, you know, yeah. and I'm not saying don't be cordial, don't be collegial, because we are all those things. However, it's just a little different if you know somebody for 15 years versus two weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and there's so much turnover currently at our, our institution. So it's yeah. really hard to establish those relationships because once you do and you they're call gone. back, they're gone. You're like, oh, what happened to Tiffany? <laughs> Wait, who is this? Like, I just got an email from her at 2.15. It is 2.37. She don't work here no more? That's how it be around here now. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I'm doing my study skills workshops, which are always fun for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I publicize the workshops, and I I request that the students send in an RSVP because I'd like to know how many people are coming, make sure I have space and resources for them. And typically, I'm proud of the fact that my workshops usually draw because what I do is I do the same workshop three times in a week. So people, I give people opportunities to attend by offering different days and times. Mm -hmm. And typically they draw about 40 to 50 students each, which is fantastic for a workshop on campus. Mm -hmm. Because if you've attended workshops on campus and any any campus, really a lot of campuses, you know, you'd be lucky if you get four people to show up to a workshop. You have to attract them with a free lunch. Well, see, I don't even do that. Bag, promo items. Yeah, and that's the sad thing. Even with some of that, you don't always get them and they're not really interested. They want the lunch. Mm -hmm. But what's great about my workshop, study skills workshops, is students genuinely want this information. And it does draw quite a lot of students. So right now, as we speak, uh, my first session has over 20 students signed up and there's still several days to go. And then the other two sessions have almost uh, over 10 each. So we're getting there, you know, so, but I've always said, for me, it's not about the number of students who register or want to come. Even if it's only one or two students, I will present with the same 
mm -hmm. um, excitement and gusto because they're there and they want the information. Well, not to that. get all mushy, but I mean, you are touching one or two students' lives. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's all, then hey, you did your job, right? Yeah, you helped yeah. somebody. So. so what and so for those of you who are interested in what I do with the study skills, um, I like to cover, well, I do basics first. I, I give student tips on seeing your advisors, getting to know your faculty, why that's important, reading through their syllabus, using the library resources, letting them know about things like free software on our campus for them. Mm -hmm. So those are just some basics a lot of them don't know because there's so much information that they get or there's information that's not readily available or publicized. And then the next thing I really like to cover with them before I get into the meat of the study skills is that their attitude and their approach to studying is everything. Because mm -hmm. if you're defeatist from the start, then you're not going to do well. No. You have to have a positive outlook and say, okay, I got this. I'm going to be doing this. Mm -hmm. I've got to do this anyway. Right? Yeah. So well, I mean, if not, you're going to flunk out of school and it's your <laughs> money and time. So, and that's what I tell them. And you've got to be positive going into it. You can't already be like, I suck at math, so I'm not going to do well. You know, yeah, set, um, the tone. set the tone to succeed. Mm -hmm. So then I talk about the study environment, like where they place themselves. Do they like noise, no noise, keeping it cool in terms of temperature? Because, you know, as I say to them, what happens if your room is warm and you're laying in your bed? What happens next? You're going to go to sleep if you're me. <laughs> and then next thing you know, it's um, 8 a.m. in the morning. The lights are still on. Your face is in your, lap, uh, your laptop, you know, so you want to avoid those kind of situations. Study environment is important. Well, I don't know about warm though, because I do like it cold when I fall asleep. So I probably would have to get up and turn the air on, then fall asleep. <laughs> well, that's the thing though, like cooler environments will, for most people, keep you up uh, in terms of when you're trying to study. Because mm -hmm. I too like it cooler when I'm trying to sleep, but you know, it's a weird dichotomy. Wait, is it uh, weird that I like it cold, but then I like to be bundled up in a blanket? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I have a friend that way too, because it's super cold and they're like, I love the cold, but then they wear, they put on this thick blanket. I'm like, but I thought you loved the cold. <laughs> like I do, but I still like to be bubbled up. <laughs> it makes you feel like you're back in the womb. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so then I cover things like note making, test anxiety, and then the big one for a lot of our students and most students out there are time management and, and procrastination. So and that's all covered in an hour in my entertaining way. And what I also like to do during this time is in my slide presentation, I have a lot of memes and I show off my celebrity pictures. So they mm -hmm. see me with all these celebrities and I say show off, but not in a, you know, egotistical way. It just captures their attention and they, and they keep some focus to this session mm -hmm. and they really enjoy seeing it. And then when I do a post-evaluation, the students, uh, end up writing that they like seeing me as a presenter and what my life is like outside of school, that, that I do these things and I'm sharing that with them. So I think those of you who are presenters out there, you can incorporate that. Like if you love knitting, put some of your knitting projects in there. It might be boring to some of them, but some of them might think, oh, that's interesting. Well, I can attest that the students do engage with you when you present because you have been so gracious enough to come present to the, my freshman seminar class that I've taught a couple of times. Mm -hmm. The students really enjoyed your presentation. So I enjoy them too. You, <laughs> I, I like to see all the pictures and things like that. <laughs> so yeah, it's just a fun way of, uh, you know, just 
keeping the attention and just switching up things during the presentation where it's just not one side of information after the other. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. That's coming up. And for those of you who are trying to put presentations together, because a colleague asked me for advice recently about, because they wanted to do a similar kind of presentation and said, how do I do this? And I said, it's not about the information that you present. It's about the personality that you have through it, mm -hmm. because you're not selling that information because that's, you could pull up that anywhere. You could Google that information. Students could do that. Mm -hmm. It's about how are you presenting it to them? Are you, you don't have to be a dancing monkey for them, but you know, you, you need to have some kind of personality, or even if you have some kind of true, genuine interest in it, then that's a lot of comments that I get too in the feedback is that they appreciate how excited I am to present the topic because I do enjoy presenting study skills to them. So, but if you're sitting up there all bored, <laughs> they're going to they, be bored too. They're yeah, they don't like, feel wow. that passion from you. Yeah. They, they like to feel that. The funny thing about this, the last thing I'll say, is when you're presenting to most students, mm -hmm. they have a blank look on their face. And you're like, I can't tell if they like what I'm doing or not. You want to feed off of the crowd that you're presenting to. Yeah, I've learned over the years that I need to feed off of my own energy because they're not going to give it to you. And sometimes you get a good class, which gets hyped with you, but most of the time they don't. And it's because, you know, if you can recall being a student, they still, they're nervous and they don't want to look like a nerd in front of people by laughing at your dad jokes or whatever. So they'll just, they, they think it's funny, but they internalize it. They yeah. don't want to outwardly show it. Because after I get the feedback, every all of them are like, that was so fun, amazing. I had a great time. I'm like, where was that on your face? <laughs> like, I wouldn't have known because you had a straight face the whole time. Yeah, well, I, like my boo said, I, I presented her class and her classes have been great, but they would not react to my presentation. <laughs> but when I got the feedback uh, from them, they were all talking about how entertaining it was, how fun, how much fun they had. I'm like, I did not see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so, happy that you're getting good feedback. So, okay. And I know that your workshops will go well next week. Actually, invite me. I may come and sit in. Just so I, can be, I can give you some feedback. <laughs> I'll, I'll have all kinds of expressions on my face. <laughs> well, you know, maybe uh, uh, this is not about you, Boo, but like maybe I know it's uh, leading into something that I know you're going to talk about. I should do a workshop on microaggression. You should. <laughs> and I will be there if you need comment. Because yeah, I you could be the real world example. <laughs> and so I recently experienced some microaggressions and I just wanted to speak on them to our boo-boos and to you, boo. So for our boo-boos out there who may not be familiar with the term microaggression, the definition of a microaggression, according to Merriam-Webster, is a comment or action that subtly and often unconsciously or unintentionally expresses a prejudiced attitude towards a member of a marginalized group. So that's, that's a mouthful, right? So a little backstory here, and my boo kind of knows about this because I shared it with him. I'm in the process of getting some work done on my home. And the te technician who came out to assess the work made the comment after he was done, right? He made the comment, I will contact the HOA and they will contact the owner. <laughs> he said it just like that, straight face. And so my response to him was, they will contact me. I am the <laughs> owner. 
because like you know what i mean it's kind of mm-hmm. like what made you just assume what was that assumption that of yours I, exactly so then the tech had this confused look on his face as if he was thinking you're black and you look young how are you the owner honestly and i was just looking at him like okay you want to do this sir <laughs> like i am in this house showing you where you need to look and things like that and you're thinking that i don't own this uh, house. it's like you're the renter right so then he said a lot of these units have tenants so i wasn't sure <laughs> but keywords wasn't sure right if you are not sure don't make the assumption i think a better way he could have said the HOA will contact you or the owner. That way he would have been covering all of his bases and not looking like a fool, right? Mm-hmm. And do not assume that I am a tenant just because in your mind, you think maybe young black people can't own anything. Yeah. So, I mean, that that question and comment just kind of took me back a little bit. Then, Boo, can you not believe a couple of days later, a colleague touched my hair. Mm, we talked about this. <laughs> we talked about this in Black women's hair. We don't talk about it again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just, I want to remind people that it's not okay to touch people's hair. But he, okay, first of all, this person did not even ask me to touch my hair. And they tried to do it in a slick way. They tried to do it as if like I wouldn't feel it, but I did. <laughs> Well, and, that, sounds and I like, that sounds like a little creepy serial killer kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to ex- explain to this person that it was inappropriate to touch people without their consent, and especially a Black woman's hair. It's invasive and microaggressive. And going off on a little tangent here, but you know, Boo, that I used to be, and I still am, but I, I'm just a little bit more reserved, but I'm a hugger, uh-huh. right? And I know that you prefer not to hug people so I had to start asking you can I hug you remember yes because did. I didn't want to put you in an uncomfortable situation so it's like do not touch people without their consent it's just weird yeah and I mean that's the thing that's I avoid like that kind of contact with people so when people I don't know or like try to do that I physically pull back and I'm like no don't be touching me don't touch me <laughs> okay so when I went off on this person right so now I look like I'm the angry black woman although they just touched my hair without consent but wouldn't you go off if someone touched your hair of course Who? I mean what little I have sure <laughs> <laughs> your hair your arm anything somebody that yeah so you know me, you know, I like to research things and I like to look stuff up and Forbes had a really good article last year about not touching black people's hair. And they gave three good reasons why you shouldn't touch black people's hair. And I Ooh, think I'm that, yeah, well, and I'm pretty sure there's more than three reasons, but the three reasons they gave really good. First reason, and this is being cited straight from the article sanitary concerns now listen to this boo research indicates that only 66 percent of americans wash their hands after using the bathroom and a study conducted by the usda found that most people 97 percent fail to correctly wash their hands isn't that nasty yeah i mean it is i mean i think maybe 
the percentage might have gone up a little because of COVID rules and people learn how to do things better. Mm -hmm. But I believe that because so many times I've gone to the men's restroom and I see, I'll go in to use the urinal and someone's leaving. They don't wash their hands. They just straight up walk out the door. I'm like, ew. After touching a little wee-wee? Yes. Oh. And who, maybe, I don't know, touching what other surfaces. Ew. And then if so, someone has long nails, you know, feces and oh, stuff, they're getting no. all up under there. And then they like touch that door handle that you're about to touch. So I always wash my hands thoroughly, then wipe them with the, the paper towel. And then I use the paper towel to open the door. <laughs> and then I toss the, uh, toss the thing in the trash afterwards. So gross. Yeah. So, but but furthermore, it says CDC indicates that hand washing can prevent about thirty percent of diarrhea-related sicknesses and about twenty percent of respiratory infections. It's just wash your hands, people, and don't touch <sighs> black people's hair. Don't touch anybody's well, hair. Well, don't touch anybody but, if you don't wash your hands. So. <laughs> well, even if you do, still don't touch my hair. Don't do it. And then also the article states that. The unfortunate truth is that most people are not washing their hands correctly if they are washing them at all, which leads to the spread of germs. Our hands contain an abundance of germs. Among the many reasons why it's completely inappropriate to ask someone if you can touch their hair. First of all, at least in the article, the person is asking. The person who touched my hair just touched it. <laughs> so... First reason, sanitary concern. Second reason, perpetuates inequities. Mm. I, I thought that that was a good reason. So listen to this. If you are a non-Black person listening to this, ask yourself, how often have your coworkers ever asked to touch your hair? It's true. I never see, I don't think I've ever seen that with a non-Black person. The article says it's likely that as a non-Black person, the number is low, if ever at all. For most white identifying employees, the idea of a coworker asking to touch your hair is incom incomprehensible. Asking to touch a Black person's hair when you do not and have not asked to touch your white counterpart's hair further perpetuates inequitable treatment and makes the presumption that Black hair is an aberration. I, I was like, that is a good reason because yeah. it's true. I mean, people don't go around asking to touch non-black people's hair. Well, they'll they'll see if they if white Susan got a haircut, remember like, oh my God, Susan, your haircut's so cute, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. then, but they don't follow up with, let me touch it. But they see Cam, Cam, your hair's so cute. Can I touch it? No. <laughs> and I know my hair is cute because I ain't gonna go out the house looking crazy. And also too, I know I I throw my colleagues like they're like, wait a minute. Yesterday, her hair was straight. Today is curly. Tomorrow, it yeah. might be an afro. The next day, it might be braids. But guess what? I can do that with my hair. <laughs> I think one of the main reasons, I don't, I don't know, but my guess is, is because the way Black women change their hair so often, it's not just the way they change it, but there's so many textures that you use, mm -hmm. whether it's braids or, you know, some wigs that you're using. And so with other ethnicities, they don't have that drastic change in textures. So I think that's what makes people want to be like, I need to touch it. <laughs> don't touch it. Get away. Stop yeah, it. Don't touch it with your unwashed hands. <laughs> it's your nasty hands <laughs> and you're perpetuating inequities. Go ask yeah, the white I like person. that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also it says when you assume that white hair is the default, you are furthering the divide that Black employees or Black people in general 
may feel and create a hostile environment. Yeah, you so, never see anyone want to touch our thin, frail Asian hair. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but you know what? That's true, though, because like a lot of Asian women, they like to have their hair long. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, oh, your hair is so long, but they never say, can I touch it? You know, again. Yeah, it's like, no. And to our boo-boos out there, to people listening, if you're interested in learning more about a Black person's hair, simply ask them to tell you about the hairstyle because you're intrigued and want to learn more about it. But don't just go up and be like, I'm going to touch your hair. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Do not do it. Because, I mean, if you are met with someone who kind of not yells at you, but gives you like a, a harsh response, you can't feel bad because it's inappropriate to ask to touch someone's hair. And then the third reason why you should not touch a Black woman's hair or anyone's hair, the historical context. So when a Black employee is asked by another employee, especially one with seniority, if they can touch your hair, it leaves the Black employee in an awkward position where they feel obligated to say yes, so they are not labeled as difficult, mean, angry, or all of the above. And you already know, people want to label me as an angry Black woman just they because do. I'm vocal. Uh -huh. <laughs> I will tell you off in a professional way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a historical context behind it. It's just inappropriate. So, I mean, don't put Black women in that awkward position of you're asking to touch their hair or you just move forward and touch their hair without consent. Because like this person, I went off on him. And so he was surprised at my response. But my response to him wasn't as eloquent as the Forbes article. My response to him was, I ain't want nothing you got in your hands. Don't touch me. <laughs> And so he kind of looked at me like with this confused look as if he was surprised that I met him with that kind of response, but don't do it, you know? Yeah. And I think the reason why I had that response for him is because again, he tried to do it in a slick and sly way. He didn't just say, hey, can I touch your hair? He just went up to me and tried to like touch the back of my hair and thought I wouldn't feel it. It was just so creepy. It was so creepy. Well, yeah, so it sounds like a creepery thing to do. You know, the, like that person who's trying to sniff your hair. Or, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's... no, no. But you know, boundaries, people. Yeah. Know? So my two suggestions, my two takeaways from this little segment. Before you ask or just touch a Black person's hair, please think and ask yourself, do I really have to do this? <laughs> you know if if you really need it that bad go buy a package of braids yourself and go rub the braids <laughs> but just ask yourself like do i really have to do this because the situation does not have to happen if you just sit back and just fight your your urge right to touch some textured hair but why they got that urge though <laughs> that's probably that's some therapist stuff. yeah go see like, a therapist and talk like, to them about it take your fetish and get out of here <laughs> My other suggestion, do your own independent research on black hair if you want to know more about it. You know, mm -hmm. you can you can type in textured hair and you can find a lot of information on textured hair. But just don't think that the black person that you see that they're going to be the answer to all your questions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and if you don't, if you're too lazy to read, uh, you can at least watch Chris Rock's hair 
movie. Yeah. I mean, and then you can just watch about black hair. <laughs> but you still can't touch it. Yeah, don't touch it. Don't touch my hair. Just like uh, MC Hammer says, can't touch this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, that was the educator in me. I just wanted to speak on microaggressions really quick and remind people that it's never okay to touch a Black woman's hair or anyone's hair. And it's never okay to touch someone without consent. Mm -hmm. So, well, Boo, I know last week we said that we were going to give our uh, giveaway. giveaway. So I am proud to announce that we surpassed a thousand downloads. Burm, 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 burm. Thank you, Boo Boo. <laughs> yes, thank you, Boo Boos. We appreciate you. So I will be announcing the giveaway rules and this information will be posted on our Instagram very shortly. Our Instagram is at bougie booze podcast. So the thousand downloads giveaway rules. You must be following our podcast at bougie booze podcast. On Instagram. On Instagram. Then tag two friends in the comment section and it can be in the same comment. Third, share to your story. So three things. Follow us on Instagram, Bougie Booze Podcast, tag two friends in the comment section, and share to your story. Giveaway ends October 15th, 2022 at 11.59 p.m. Giveaway open to U.S., Asia, Africa, Europe, Mexico, Caribbean, and Virgin Islands. And giveaway is not sponsored, endorsed, or administered by Instagram. So good luck, boo-boos, and thank you so much for listening. And aren't you glad Cam didn't read it all fast, like in the radio? Like, no. Wait, da -da 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 -da. <laughs> I know when you edit, boo, you could speed it up, though. I could. I could. Maybe I should. <laughs> Make me sound all crazy. <laughs> well, any other announcements before we get out of here? No, that's about it. Um, you know, just again, we appreciate it you guys listening out there we appreciate the boo-boos uh, supporting us and it's a it's still a pleasure to be doing this you know we enjoy it and we hope you thoroughly enjoy listening to us yes so and i know for my boo it's been a little crazy for him his week has been a little crazy my week's been a little crazy too but of course we are going to find time to record our so loved podcast <laughs> <laughs> Till next time, booze. Be bougie. And remember, you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. Bye. Bye.